You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number three. Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Bottom of the hour, we'll do our lock of the day. And also, what's your fourth line combination for the Calgary Flames out of the break? Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. It's going to be enthralling. Uh, championship weekend delivered like it always does to talk about it. NFL analyst for CBS Sports and the NFL Network, Mr. Charles Davis, brought to you by Tom's House of Pizza. Pizza made to perfection with locations in Calgary and Okotoks. Charles, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. And before we begin, is it okay if I if I riff just for a quick moment here? Please. I love I love I heard you your question. That. Yep. I lo- heard your question. Fourth line, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Let me get into what happened to the cool nicknames for lines. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Where did they go? Where did they go? I know we all got lazy with the nickname game in every single sport where somebody's initials became a nickname. Mm-hmm. Or we just kind of took the first initial of, you know, three players, the KLM line and the whole deal. Whatever happened to the production line? <laughs> the Legion of Doom. Mm, yep. Right? That's what I'm looking for. That's what we need. And we need more of it. We need the cool nicknames back. We need the nickname that has some significance. The whole deal. We've all just kind of, and I say we, and I'm pointing the finger at myself. We've all just kind of, eh. Right? I mean, the production line doesn't get much better than that, does it? The triple uh, crown line of the old right. Los Angeles Kings. Yeah. Uh, there, there is a good right. one. The there... French connection of the French oh, connection yeah. of Buffalo mm-hmm. Sabres. Yeah. The there, Boston line was called the Boston when Patrice Bergeron was there and they had him, Marchand, and Posternock. Posternock. They were called the perfection line for a few years because they Ooh. were dominant. Oh, that's good. And they had one that's guy good. who did a little bit of everything. They had an elite scorer, an elite shutdown guy, and a mucker, and they were one of the best lines in the league. George has one this year. Oh, well, there's the lotto line. For the Canucks. Yeah. You'll like this one. Uh, it's in Vancouver. JT Miller, Brock Besser, Elias Patterson. Their numbers, you can make it out to be 649, which is a lottery here in Canada. So they call it the lotto line. <laughs> the lotto line. See, thank you. Yeah. I, I can always count on you guys. You help me out. The whole deal. I mean, I grew up with that all the time. You know, the great lines. And back in the good old days, those were just some of the best ones going, obviously. But, you know. I just love it when 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 one of those lines is out there, just like because my last big when I say last, it's not last, but when they hit Legion of Doom line with mm. Philadelphia, with those monsters that were playing, when they truly were monsters compared to the rest of the league. Yeah. Now, if you brought back that line and called it the Legion of Doom line, everyone would look at them and go, "Why? Like <laughs> we're all their size." Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how, much hockey, that's, that's how much hockey has changed, right? Because mm. that line, LeClaire and, and Lindros, they, they skated on the ice and went, oh, good Lord. Yep. What the, where did those guys come from? Now, everyone looks like that. Charles, you, you brought up so many elementary school memories with me going in the library and looking at old black and white photos from like hockey books from the 1950s. And it reminds <laughs> me of the, the, the bread line with brothers Bill and Bun oh. Cook. Frank Boucher, et cetera. Oh. The breadline's been dead for over like the 60 years. But right? again, the breadline. How but, many? But, but the best part is yeah. 
there is a true meat. Why was it called the breadline? What were the what were the names of the brothers again? Bill the and Bun, Bun Cook. That's right. <laughs> right. How Bill many Bun buns? Cook, the how, bread line. How many buns have you, do you meet on a daily basis? <laughs> you don't, right? You don't. How many guys do you meet? How many guys do you meet nowadays named named Punch? That's that's true. That's true. Not too many. I mean, that's a great punch, point. But Punch Imlock, wherever Punch Imlock is right now in yep. immortality, he's like, yet are many of me. I know who we can blame King for Clancy. this. King Clancy. Yep. I know who we can blame. Hmm. Coaches. They got their hands all over the game nowadays. They're always shuffling the lines. Yep. You go one period where you don't play so well. It's true. Boom. Mix it up. Get the blender out. Mix them up. Back then, no, yeah. we know what you guys can do together. Just leave them out there. Let them cook. Let them have a period off, and they'll figure it out after. Nowadays, coaches just get their hands all over everything. Ah, I love it. Anyway, I'm so sorry, guys. But, you know, I, I, I look, I grew up in New York State. I've always loved hockey. Those guys fascinated me. The you know the the lines, the lore, how we got there. The Patrick family in, in New York, and you know I could go on all day with different things. But anyway, I, I'm sure we're supposed to talk NFL playoffs. And everyone who's listening is like, who is this knucklehead trying trying to act like he's a hockey guy? Stop it! Charles. All right, okay. But I will I will start with this. We have 27 varieties of pizza, right? Mm-hmm. In our in our in our deal, right? We have 27. Mm-hmm. I propose we have a 28th, and you know what I want to call the 28th variety? Mm-hmm. And I dedicate it to NFL head coaches. Take the points in the playoffs. <laughs> Kick the field goal. Mm-hmm. All right, Charles, first That's of all. the 28th variety of pizza. Yeah, we, we're going to talk about that one sec. Anytime you want to come to Calgary, we would love to have you at the game. We will take you to a Flames I, game. I, I can't wait. I yeah. cannot wait. We, we absolutely would, cannot we wait. Absolutely the take Stampede you. Corral is what I grew up on. Damn right. Okay, I'm glad you brought up this point because I got very passionate about it earlier on in the show. I know that yes. Dan Campbell and the Lions, that's their thing, Charles. They get super aggressive, yeah. and this is who they are, and that's great. Then why the hell did they kick the field goal at the be- at the end of the first half? You're on the three. Right. If like you can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't tell me he's uber aggressive, no. and then you don't take the points. Then why didn't he try to score a touchdown there, which was probably a better move than kicking the field goal to go up twenty-one at the half and then put your yeah. put your foot on the throats of the 49ers. Instead, all of a sudden he goes all conservative there. That's the point I don't get. You can tell me that they've been doing it all season. That's fine. Then go for it there at the end of the first half. You can't have it both ways when you're defending Dan Campbell. Absolutely agree. And you just brought up something that is going into the hopper now that that makes perfect sense because the report at halftime, I forgot who had the report. I can't remember if it was Aaron Andrews or Tom Rinaldi. But the report was, why didn't you do it there? And the answer was we were just a little bit too far out at that point. I really wanted to go for it. But as you point out, there versus where they were on the field later on when you decided to get aggressive. Yeah. I love Dan Campbell, and I love that. My next question for coaches, and you got to understand, let me just be perfectly clear. I am the son of a coach. So me questioning coaches is much more of – I'm questioning you to understand. I'm not questioning you to be that guy and go, that's the worst move I've ever seen. Hit me up at 555-8787. You know, that's not me. Okay. I want to know why you did it. 
Okay, what was behind it? And by the way, I might learn something. Okay, but what I'm observing and watching games and calling games is Dick Tommy Prothrow is one of the great names in in, in American football as a coach. Dick Vermeil, another great name. Oh, yeah. They came up with that when to go for two chart and when to go for it chart that we've really gotten away from because analytics tells you different things. I'm starting to think those guys had it right. <laughs> okay. Right. So I'm starting to think that they, maybe we need more of that. But my next question is what I want to ask is Dan Campbell. I totally get it. This is who we are. This is who we've been. This is how it is. I have no regrets. I'm all for that. But to me, the next question is, yeah, but in that moment, <laughs> what did your team need? What was best for your team to try and advance? Because we've done it that way all along, does that mean it's to this moment is the time to continue to do that? Or is it okay to break character and go in another direction? Because I thought if they broke character, we'd be talking about Detroit in the Super Bowl and people around America going crazy because, truthfully, they are at this moment America's team. Yeah, And there was so much disappointment that they got beat yesterday. And, and that has to be the frustrating thing if you're a Lions fan. They were better yesterday, Charles. And you talk about the Listen, first half momentum. They were rolling. They could, the Niners they could rolling. not stop them. And that's why I go back to that no. fourth and three, fourth down from the three at the end of the first half is that was the opportunity to go for it because your offense was unstoppable. You had Jameer Gibbs was running all over the place. Uh, they had no answer for Laporta in the first half. And then all of a sudden in the second half, I just felt like the moment got too much for Dan Campbell and the Lions. And they still had opportunities to tie that game, not kicking a 47-yard field goal. And obviously that's not automatic, but the weather yeah. conditions were no, fine yesterday. And so, no, it's not at all. But the weather conditions no. were fine in Santa Clara. Tie the game. And you know what the most mind-blowing thing in all of this is to me, Charles? Why the hell did yep. they run the football down by the goal line <laughs> when you had to preserve the third timeout to have a chance of getting the ball back and kicking the ball off and trying to pin the Niners so you get the ball back? Who's call- Isn't that yeah. – I know Ben Johnson's the offensive coordinator and he's going to get a job, and I understand he's, he's one of the big reasons why they got there. Yep. But isn't that the – and you would know better than I would. Isn't that the head coach's job to say, hey, let's make sure we throw the ball in the end zone here so we have three timeouts left? Or I'm going to throw something at you. Sure. Or the head coach punched into the offense coordinator and said, I want to run the football here. Ooh, that's even worse then. Okay. Now, we don't know the answer to that. But I would just say from an outside view, and I have to say this, it's real easy sitting on my couch to, hey, why'd they do this? Why'd they do that? Right? I'm, I'm really good at sitting on my couch doing things like mm. that. I'm really good at that. But I do this for a living. So I was sitting on my couch going, whatever you do here, <laughs> preserve your timeout. Yeah. Don't run the football, the whole deal, right? And I thought Greg Olson did a great job talking about that yesterday, all right? I mean, it looks like that's he and Kevin Burkhart's last run together because Tom Brady's coming, and I hate that um, in terms of, you know, Kevin and Greg having to break up that way. But I thought Greg was nailed it. You got to keep the timeouts because if you do score – the only way you can get the ball back is have a chance on defense to stop the clock with your timeouts. Don't waste one here. Oops. And it, 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 it's twice now, and I'd love to sit with Coach Campbell because I have nothing but major respect for him. But it's the second time now that this thought has run through my head. You ready? Yep. How come the tough guy decides to get cute at these moments? Hmm. 
I don't understand it because he is a tough guy. There's no, he's not a fake tough guy. He's a legit tough guy. You, and I'm talking about in every way, mentally, physically, how he carries. It's not just him going into some bar and beating people up. It's him be, you know, toughing through things, going 0-10 and 1 and bringing that team back, establishing a new culture. You name it, he's done it. I, my respect for him is off the charts. But you go back to the Dallas game, and they did all that crazy stuff about who's reporting and who's not reporting. And, of course, he was defended because it confused the referee, and the referee made the wrong call. Yes. But why are you getting cute? Why are you getting so cute? What, what are we doing here? And, by the way, he had multiple chances to kick the extra point, take it on into overtime, and, pro- and have a chance to win it. Didn't do it. Looked like you got screwed. I think you put yourself in that position. I thought yesterday. Remember, Greg nailed it because they came out and they th- showed three wide receivers. So they showed passing formation and then tried to run it without bulk on a goal line situation. He thought he was going to fool them into thinking pass and run it, and they got stuck. Again, got cute. That's not normal for him. Okay? I mean, it doesn't seem like it. seems like it's out of character. So those are the questions I would ask. And, and I think that he would be okay with that because – I think it wasn't it earlier this year. I think you guys may have seen that he was on his radio show, and and I think he had done something crazy. Yeah, <laughs> he called out the yeah. That was crazy. And remember, and remember, they were tiptoeing around yeah. it because it was the radio show. And he said, "Listen, just talk to me like you would on your regular station." The guy was like, "Why the heck did you do yeah. that?" <laughs> <laughs> and it was classic because I do think he is a straight up guy. But this one, he's going to defend it because this is who we are. I don't think that's a good enough defense in this situation. I wonder if he just felt so sick at halftime that he kicked that field goal that he was like, I'm not doing that in the second half. I refuse. I don't like how that made me feel. I'm not going to do that again. Nevertheless, the uh, Niners are... You know something? Yep. You know something? That's That's a really good point that the possibility... I will tell you that I know of a prominent head coach who went into a playoff game and they, and they were in a tough situation early where it was time to kick a field goal. Their field goal kicker had been crushing it all year long. The offense coordinator is like, coach, fourth and 11, let's kick it. And the head coach says to him on the phone, on the headset, Nope. I promised that I'd be aggressive. I promised myself on the drive over here this morning, I'd be aggressive. We're going for it. And the reply back on the headset was from the offensive coordinator, coach, I don't have fourth and 11 on my play sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't good. have that. Either yep. side. There's I don't no, have that. Nothing by, on by this. The, by the way, by the way, they lost that game by three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I did want to ask you about Debo Samuel on the broadcast. I believe it was Olsen. He was talking about how in their conversation with Shanahan leading up to the game, uh, the 49ers playbook got extremely limited when Debo Samuel went out in the divisional round. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about what Tom Brady said earlier this year about the level of coaching in the NFL and how it's gone down. How many coaches would use Debo Samuel incorrectly? Eh, Probably a lot because you're you're worried about so many different things that, that go along with it. And here's the other part. We're always trying to define someone. What is his role? What does he do? I think that as we've gone on, though, and, and I would and I would debate Tom Brady on, on some of that criticism. I mm-hmm. really would. I, I think that I think what we're seeing in the game, in terms of versatility, playbooks, wide open stuff, is bigger than what we've ever seen. Now, 
are all the people who are doing it as good as certain players Tom's probably thinking of? Maybe not. But I would I would debate that part hard. Like mm-hmm. he made it sound like the whole game has just gone down to two. That's <laughs> just not true. <laughs> it's yeah. not even close. We were talking about Miami being a, a whole new juggernaut during this year with the different things they were doing. We're watching Debo being used as a wide back and here and here and here. But I think it's open now where everyone is understanding the versatility is a big part of it. Atlanta had such high hopes going into the season on offense. Why? Because they were going to play what we call it positionless football. The tight end is a wide receiver. He also is this. The running back is going to be a slot back and a wide receiver. You see where I'm going. Mm-hmm. We talk about it on defense. Baltimore, as, d- despite their loss yesterday, their defense kept them in the game. Yeah, Like that game could have gotten so far away, but it didn't. And every time we turned around, Kyle Hamilton is making a play from a different spot. Yeah, Why? Because he's a hybrid and you can use him in different places. So the idea that the game is just like, oh, I should I would, I would love, I would sit and debate him on that. I don't see that. I wanted to ask you as well about that Ravens and Chiefs game. Is we're already up against it, unbelievable. But uh, was the most surprising thing about that game perhaps the you, you mentioned the Ravens defense kept them in there in the second half, but in the first half, yeah. the the touchdown drive that allows the Chiefs to get out in front. That's oh. nine and a half minutes. They convert three third da- or four third downs on it. That was surprising. Yeah. The Ravens defense let that happen. It ends up costing them in the end it does that is the surprise you know what the second surprise is how yeah. kansas city stuck with the run yeah. and, and how they've been sticking with running the football because andy Reid is a big 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 proponent he actually ushered it into the game to show you how the game keeps changing right he ushered into the game that you throw 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 early in order to run it late in this t- sense and situation, he's looked at his team down the stretch and he realizes running the football is a big part of what we do. And it's going to help us because by the way, my defense is better than my offense right now. So I've got to give them some help and respect who they are and what they do. And that's what they've done. It was a surprise that they held the ball as much as they did against, against Baltimore. They couldn't slow down Pacheco and crew enough to take away the easier throws that Mahomes was able to make. But you remember this entire playoffs, guys, have I not said that Patrick Mahomes is playing quarterback at the highest level he's ever played it? I've said it the entire playoffs. Yeah. He did it again yesterday. I don't care what the numbers are. I'm not talking about throwing for 570. I'm talking about understanding your team, playing to your defense, understanding the running game, respecting your defense by controlling the football not putting the ball in harm's way, making the play that you have to have down the stretch. Even though Marquez Valdez did his best to try and drop it, he didn't. Right. (laughs) But heck of a throw when they had to have it, and the kid did it again. He is Brady-esque in terms of they both have the hearts of assassins. Hmm. Absolutely. They are cold-blooded. They will do it. And by the way, Here's a kicker with both of them. They may, they may hit you like American Sniper from whatever distance, but they're going to let the family know that they did it. <laughs> That's right. who those two are. <laughs> when it's all said and done, when you're going to get that letter that can't be traced, you're going to get that note that can't be done, you're going to get that text that you can't find, and you're going to know that they did it because they're going to want the credit for it when it's all said and done. And the kid did it again yesterday in addition to how well his defense played and they ran the ball. I love your assassin analogy. I said earlier on in the show, he's like uh, in John Wick. I don't know if you've seen the John Wick movies. Yeah. He's the yeah. AFC uh, boogeyman. He's the Baba Yaga to guys like Josh <laughs> Allen, 
and Lamar Jackson. Because, again, he, he just beats those guys. And I know football is the ultimate team sport. But, Charles, like the, the, the surefire MVP is Lamar Jackson this season. He's going to win that award. Yeah. He threw into triple coverage at the it. end of the game. Yeah, but he, de- he deserves it. And I said oh, yeah. this at the end of yesterday. He deserves it for this season. No ifs, ands, and buts as far as I'm concerned. He, he's the MVP. All the votes are in before the playoffs. But the every-year MVP is still Patrick Mahomes. Yep, absolutely. Okay, like, 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 yeah, give him the award. He deserves that one. Who are you taking when, when, you're, when you're a pickup and you're, and you're saying, who you got? Who, who are you taking to run your ball club? Right now you're taking Patrick Mahomes. Now that Lamar can't get there because he's improved every year he's been in the league. But right now it's still Mahomes. He's just incredible. And when looking at that matchup against the San Francisco 49ers, Charles, again, Brock Purdy, and God bless him, how he used his legs and, and, and yeah. get, got that offense going for the Niners yesterday when it really wasn't going in the first half. But Charles, like, San Francisco probably should have lost to Green Bay, probably should have lost to Detroit yep. last night. And the way the Chiefs are playing, and they'll get a little more healthy, and the way Steve Spagnuolo and that defense is playing for the for the Chiefs with Chris Jones and Legereus Sneed, and you have Patrick Mahomes, and you have Travis Kelsey again being Travis Kelsey in the playoffs – I think the Chiefs yeah, get this done, back. Charles. I really do. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch, and, and we've got two weeks to, to talk about it and figure it all out. But don't forget, Debo gets healthier over these two weeks. I think that for San Francisco, you're right, chances to lose both. But in both cases, Purdy made plays down the stretch that probably goes farther for them than if they win by 30 in each of them. Yeah. Because now if we get into one of those situations, he's been there and he's done it, and everyone that keeps questioning, uh, oh, the seventh round kid, blah, blah, blah. Two straight ball games, even when things weren't going great, he elevated his play when they needed it. And yesterday he really elevated his play. Then second half, some of the throws, the movement, as you talked about, the running, he was something special yesterday. So once again, everybody wants to say, ah, Brock Purdy. You've got evidence that this kid might be here for the long haul. i got to give him credit for that one. There's no ifs, ands, and buts. But, yeah, Dan Campbell, nothing but respect for him, and there's no reason not to. I, I just didn't understand what they were doing, and I love that you brought up. But if you're going to go for it there, why didn't you go for it here? Yeah. Because that was, that was a, a very legitimate thing, and I love that. And I'll leave you with this, guys. Homework time. Okay. Pacheco, Kelsey, Mahomes. Yeah, come up with a name for that line. Okay. Okay, we'll do it next week for you. We got it. Love you guys. Be good. All right, Charles. There he is, Charles Davis, NFL on CBS, NFL Network, brought to you by Tom's House of Pizza, pizza made to perfection, locations in Calgary and Okotoks. There you go. We got to come up with a line. Got anything off the top of your head? Mm-hmm. 18 career TD passes in Pacheco. <laughs> It has, uh, like right away, I'm trying to think of a Taylor Swift thing to put it in. I don't know enough of her stuff. Uh, I, I listen to plenty of her music in the yeah. car when the better half has the ox, but I don't know a lot of her songs by name. Here, here's a hot take that isn't a hot take. That's going to be a top three rated Super Bowl of all time. They did 115 last year. 115 million. They will surpass the that this year. Top three. Way to guard yourself. Maybe the, what the most that? watched Super Bowl ever. Top, 
how is it not going to be? You're right. With all the Swifties watching, yeah, it's going to be the most rated. Well, and it's got Pat Mahomes and the 49ers. Like, no, it's the Swift factor. Yeah, no, it's going to be a great matchup. Like, but like all got, the on, on one hand, you have a dynasty, and on the other, you have one of the more historic franchises in the entire NFL. Yeah, rematch. Superstars on either side yep. out the wazoo. I don't know. I don't know how they don't. It's in Vegas. Tickets are like eight grand to sit in the bleeds. Mm-hmm. Now, brutal. right now, yeah. wait till closer to game time. Yeah, preposterous. Uh, I don't well, know. I think I've told you this story, but uh, the better half's brother uh, got tickets to see uh, not Burt Kreischer, uh, another one of those comedians that's kind of in that mm. group of those lads, and uh, they're like, "Wow, February, he's playing down in Vegas. We'll get tickets. We'll go see him." They get tickets to the show. They go to buy their hotel. It's like 2000 bucks a night because he's there playing <laughs> a show Bowl. ahead oh, of the no. Super Bowl. And they're like, what do we do with this? Like, They're not sports fans whatsoever, especially the NFL. So I think that they're ended up just like selling Whoa. the tickets and doing something else. Did you know Liv is in Vegas that week? Yeah. Really? They have their first tournament today or this weekend. And then where are they playing? Shadow? Uh, I don't know. No, they're playing the Las Vegas Country Club. Okay. Uh, they play the 9th, 10th, and 11th. So rather than doing the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they're doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday yeah. in Vegas. And, of course, you get the Waste Management Open in Phoenix just down the road. That one does end on Sunday, but obviously ends early enough that sure. the Super Bowl will be not started by the time that the Waste Management Open is complete. So there's a couple of things that are going to be going around that week that would make it very fun to kind of be down in the yeah. southwestern United States. Uh, your friends need to uh, stay way out of Vegas and just drive in for the show if they want to save the the bank. Yeah, I know, but but yeah. at the they same time, they gotta stay in Reno but to save like, some money. That's pretty even much what not it is. being sports fans. They're like, we kind of want to see what Vegas turns into like during this. Like, it's gonna be crazy. Did as far as the people watching, it's Ameri- gonna be ridiculous. Did you see what American Airlines did? Yes, yeah, I did see added that. some extra flights. The and flight what, going gave them some good to numbers. Vegas is American Airlines flight 1989. Uh-huh. The flight returning from Vegas to Kansas City on Monday is flight American Airlines 87. Look at that. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. Look at that. Did you see him embrace and kiss? Yes. That's nice. I like the embrace with Jason Kelsey more. Oh, wow. Felt like uh, Mama Kelsey put Jason Kelsey in a timeout there yesterday. He wasn't as rowdy. No, he, he was. Very just oh, he's going to be rowdy for the game. Super Bowl. He was. He was locked away. Yeah, and like yeah. he didn't have as much fun. I felt like. Did you see the Tony Romo? But also, <laughs> like, there's a very vast difference than Candlestick and or wherever the hell they play right now. M and T, whatever yeah, it is, it was Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, and, uh, and Highmark. Bills Mafia. Right. Oh, like, Raiders fans are pretty here? rowdy too. Come on, Probably yeah, meaner listen, than come on, listen. Now. It's what are we lo- talking about? Okay, but it's it's a hell of a lot more dangerous in Baltimore than it is in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Like, the fans are just insane in Buffalo, but around the stadium, like, oof, Baltimore is not safe, like, mm. at all. Buffalo, safe. It's fine. You're in a neighborhood in Buffalo. Just their fans are insane in the stands because of the amount of drinking and flaming tables they You just got to be careful not to be the one who gets sacrificed in the pit. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's totally true. Um... Want to do our NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select. Prove your sports IQ and claim the title with Sports Select Pools. Make your picks at sportselect.com. Must be 18 plus. Please play responsibly. Patrick, what did we do this week? Solid week around from everyone. Uh, everyone's four and two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Four and two. So let's do, uh, do you want to do, I think we should do entertainment entertainment props in two weeks because we'll have more of a knowledge of what's going on. We'll do like the Usher first song. We'll do the coin flip. So we're picking the Super Bowl this week? Yes. We'll do the numbers and props for the players in the game. I like I like the reverse. 
but we will know more about the props, so we'll have a more. Eh. Okay, well, you're the producer. You make. The you're call. just gonna go to your guy who has all of the insider information on all the entertainment props, but you don't want to do it this week because you know the information is gonna be available next week. So that's what you're doing. You mean, I see right through you, you buddy. Mean my buddy Todd Furman, who two years ago literally leaked the time of the national anthem and it took it off every board yeah, in exactly. the world. Yeah, you've told he me just, enough times that I has, know exactly what you're doing yeah. by trying to do entertainment props later. So I think we should switch them. I agree with Pat. Or or the time where he told me Jessica Chastain was a lock to win Best Actress at the Oscars, and it was only minus one fifteen. He's like, you need to make a bet on this. Today. You're literally just outing yourself. Right I know. Now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's fun to have a little inside yeah, entertainment this sometimes. week, and I don't Game know how he gets it or where he gets it from, but it's hot. Yeah, it probably costs him a lot of money to get. <laughs> probably, it's hot. How do you All put right. that on taxes? Uh, I sold private information uh, you to sports books. Don't let Uncle Sam know. Have that. you seen the AI sports book that has uh, hit like forty four straight bets? No. And oh. Vegas is like very worried because there is an AI sports book that has predicted every, like forty four straight games correctly no way. from yes. the NFL. Yes, because it runs mm. through thousands and thousands of reps. And it exposes intricacies that we as simple humans cannot find. Right. And if you subscribe to this website, 44 straight winners. Okay. I, uh, again, I welcome our uh, robot overlords. TikTok, hurry up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, straight ahead. Um, who should be on the fourth line of the Calgary Flames when they come back? What is your dream fourth line? We'll do that and we'll give you our lock of the day. We'll do that next. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Oh, hi there. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. You got a good guest coming up at 9 o'clock. Talk some rumors and stuff. Yeah, David Pagnota from the fourth period will join me at 9.30. That's fun. Yeah. It's getting into that time soon. The hot stove's going to be heating up. And we got the All-Star game next weekend. One o'clock Saturday. I like, I prefer it on Saturday instead of the Sunday. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And then there's the skills, which I'm actually, I'm skills actually, looking, Friday night. I'm actually looking forward to watching that. Well, I'm looking forward school. to watching the draft. The draft Thursday on Thursday. Night. I'm looking forward to is really, I don't know. Okay. Of, You're interested in. I am, I might turn it on. Okay. How about that? The draft, the, the draft is back, which is cool. We like the draft. And or who, I might just consume it on social media. So it's Bieber, Tate McRae, Tate McRae Will, Will Arnett, Arnett, and um, Buble. And Michael Buble. Oh, okay, with yeah. the Hughes Roys. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. It's pretty, All it's, Canadians. Yeah, well, because they care about the game. Yeah. Usually when you see like an NHL like event, it's like some C-list celebrity hosting their award show. Keenan Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> Keenan's so dirty. <laughs> He's not an A-list celebrity. I mean, he's been on SNL for like 25 years. Like, yeah. he hasn't really left. Sorry, who hosted the NFL Awards? Who hosted the NBA Awards? Was it an A-list celebrity? I don't know. Oh, no, because they don't do they award don't shows. The NFL has an award show. What's that? The NFL has an award show. Yeah, NFL Honors. The Thursday before the Super Bowl. Yeah, who hosted no, last I'm year? No, saying, I'm saying who hosted them. Oh. Was yeah. it big names, or is it... Yeah, I doubt sometime. it was. Peyton Manning hosted it once. Uh, it was Basically. Keegan Michael, Michael Key the last two years. So Keegan Michael Key will do it again this year. Alec Baldwin did it for three years. Seth Myers, Conan O'Brien, Rob Riggle, Steve Harvey, Kelly Clarkson did it last year. So. All right. Kelly Clarkson, I thought, did really There's well. There's not a huge year. disparity there. And the NBA doesn't really have 
but they do have an award show, but it's not like no grandiose. It shouldn't be like baseball just had their awards on the weekend in a diet in a some restaurant in New York <laughs> convention center. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what they handed out the hardware. Yeah, like, they we give out the actual. Won. Yeah, they give out the actual oh. Cy Young award, the oh, actual okay. MVP award. Yeah, I they're have all no suited idea what up. Any of those look like? Yeah, they're usually plaques. They're just yeah. they're plaques. Yeah. Oh. That would explain it. A gold glove? It's a golden glove. It's a golden really? Glove. Yes. Yes. Wow. The, the MVP? It's a like an octagonal plaque yes. type thing. Well, platinum glove now. That's yeah. a thing too. The gold. And you get your silver slugger, your bat. Obviously. Yeah, that's nice. Mm, that's kind of cool. The rest sound pretty lame. Yeah. I think everybody gets their lie. silver. I don't want a plaque. Is not no offense. Year. I don't want a plaque. You know, I want something I could put on a shelf, no. not hang on my wall. The Cy Young should be just be one award, like it was. Like before the 1960s, oh, just, it was MLB for one Cy league, Young, not yeah. the American League or not National this League. American yeah. League and National League nonsense. He should be just one award. Each That's comp. it. Like Garrett comp. Cole was Cy the Young. best pitcher. He should be the overall yes. Cy Young. Why is Blake Snell getting one? Right. <laughs> and again, forget you, Spider Tack, because he's not a good pitcher than Spider Tack. Yeah, well, there goes that, that narrative. <laughs> I'm sure he's a better pitcher with Spider Tack. Yeah, oh, everybody yeah. is. <laughs> rip it, rip it, and rip it. <laughs> Spin that ball. Get the RPM up. I yeah. don't take it. It's all about just it. Just that raw stuff <laughs> Pitchers and catchers on. soon. We Yeah, it's, it's like three weeks away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, the fourth line was a bit of an issue. Bin. Bin. And again, it's, it's stuff we do in Canadian markets that we care about the bottom pair defensemen and we care about the fourth line which really doesn't have that much of a big, huge impact on your team. It's important, and it's good to have a solid team from top to bottom, but your horses got to carry you to where you need to go, ultimately. The, the third pair had a pretty negative impact on some things recently, which led to the shuffle of the lines. But uh, yep. Which, to me, was the Austin Matthews play, which sent the Flames in a four-game tailspin. Yeah, I was thinking more <laughs> about the game winner for the Blues. Ugh, That game, too. Like they they all played the Leafs should have won that game. They yeah, all played like, the Oilers should have won that game. I think the point more for me when we talk about fourth line and third pair up here is that like our listeners actually know who's on those fourth sure. lines and third pairs, so we can. Whereas down south, if we started rattling off, you know, guys like that, I don't think a lot of no, no. But again, that's that that's true for every Canadian market. So heading out of the break here, because man, we have a long time between Flames games. Oh, I was Who- gonna put AJ Greer on my list. <laughs> Well, eight weeks. Well, heading out of the break, what's your ideal fourth line for the Calgary Flames? We'll go around the room. Maddie, we'll start with you, Patrick, and then GVP. Okay, well, this takes into consideration that the top nine are essentially going to stay together. I have 47, 91, 76. I got 10, 28, and 17 together. I got Manjapani. I got Backlin. I got Blake Coleman. Sure. Now I have three more spots. Uh, I'm going to go probably 43 for one of them because I'd like to see him get a little bit more action, even though it's been kind of disappointing so far. Hmm. Uh, you probably don't go... take any dumb penalties. Yeah. You, you probably go Cole <laughs> Schwinn. Okay. Okay. Can I just say something about Adam Kalapka that I've noticed? Sure. That in no way is even remotely close to this player. Just by his size and the way he looks out there, he reminds me a lot of Mario Lemieux, just the way he looks. Okay, I don't know what to do with that. No, nothing. Let's, Again, let's, 
Again, like I said, it has nothing to do with his, <laughs> his skill and his ability and to dominate the game. I'm just saying his sheer size. Like, I appreciate... He gives me... If he that... gives me here's another example. He gives me Jason Bonsignor vibes. He gives me Jason Allison vibes. Just the way he slowly skates out there with his size. Or it looks like he's skating slowly. Yeah. That's it. With the long strides. Yeah. Bonsignor, Allison, Mario Lemieux. That's, that's the vibes I get from Adam Klapka. I appreciate if that was something to maybe build me a little bit of extra time to decide here, no, but it was I, so out of the blue that I couldn't. No, it's obviously he's not even like in the same universe skill-wise, and I get it. I'm just saying just the way he looks on the ice with his size. Yeah. Um, listen, I think that right now, unless Peltier and Rooney are ready by the time the break is over, this is probably the best of what you got right now, given um, A the trajectory of the team, and be just what is available, frankly. Um, like, Greer's going to be gone eight weeks. You lost Adam Brzezicka to waivers. Dylan Dubé is not going to be available to this team for the next little bit. Uh, what do you have left? You've got Walker Dewar, Cole Schwint, and Adam Klapka left. Until Kevin Rooney and Jacob Peltier come back, you're kind of hooped. But hey, when they come back and Greer comes back, and if you could do Rune Dog. With Pelts and the other guy I just mentioned, Greer on the other side? I don't know. That's not bad. But also you might have a gaping hole with Elias Lindholm gone <laughs> sooner than later. So yeah, everybody's so, going to be so, pushed up the lineup. So then Cole Schwint gets to play with Jonathan Huberdeau and Yegor Sharangovich. Bitter patter, lad. Have at her. That, they don't have that, a lot of centers down there, hey? No. Nope. Patrick, who's your fourth line? Well, assuming Rooney and Pelche are healthy, which I think they would be after the after the All Star break and everything comes back, you have Pelche on your left, you have Rooney at the center, and Clap get right wing. There's your fourth line. GVP. I got the same thing, but I I wanted to throw out another name, and I know that he's dealing with an injury as well. Is there a point in time in which this Flames team sees Dryden Hunt on the roster again? Mm. He's been he, hurt for like a while down in the age. I know. And I, I think you have to see what uh, Emilio, uh, uh, Emilio Pedersen and Ben Jones are. They're RFAs as I, well. I think Dryden Hunt, game in and game out for the Wranglers, when he is healthy, he's right behind Matt Coronado yep. as their second most impactful player. And when he was with the Flames, there was, it was at a point in the season in which this Flames team was... Scored outdoors. Yeah. This Flames team was an absolute dumpster fire when, when Dryden Hunt was up with that, uh, mm-hmm. with the Flames here. And he didn't really get a chance to sink his teeth into a role. I think that maybe he could be a guy that could fit on that that fourth-line center spot when he's healthy. But only time will tell. I, I would give my man Walker Dewar another shot on the fourth line. I've always liked his speed. I've always liked his size. And what I have you liked like, about him this year? But that's the thing. Like, I don't know what happened to him. At a point, you got to shorten that leash, right? Like, he, he's gotten so and much opportunity to developmentally. Yeah, he didn't figure. I it think out. he's somebody that Daryl Sutter got the best out of, and I don't think that Daryl Sutter was able to get the best out of everybody. But I think as far as somebody that might have had a, yeah, an but, effect on him. But like, how but much are you developing him. a guy that's now 20, well, he's going to be 26. How much, he is, also how was much playing development is lacking? You're way not a prospect cons- when you're 26. No, actually. he was playing way more consistently last year as well, which well, was just also part of how Daryl played the fourth line a lot last year. They were right. getting averaging like almost 10 minutes a night. At least yeah. put him on like with two minutes to go in a game with a lead. Sure did. But but again, like that, that's just the, the weird part, like, yeah, you're right. Daryl got a ton out of him, and just all of a sudden, he just hasn't been that same guy this season. 
and I just I don't know why or what the reasoning is. It's just I I I really liked. I thought after last season, heading into the summer, that he's a guy that will be a regular NHL player in a bottom six role. And they gave and, him an, they gave him a contract. Yeah, like he and again, you, you can't teach size, and he's a very good skater. And I liked his speed, and I liked his size, and just that's just evaporated this season. And I don't know the reason behind it. Is he dealing with something injury wise? I don't know. Like it doesn't seem like it, but. He's just not the same player. You usually got a plane to get injured. Well, there's that, right? But again, he was a very useful player for the Calgary Flames last season and not so much this year. And I'm excited to see Peltier play. This but is a guy but, who didn't get claimed on waivers, too. So, right. like, it's not like other teams are like, wow, there's something here that the Flames for Walker on. Dewar. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, because we've seen. But, George, we see a lot of guys who come in after or good NCAA careers. Like, you talk about Hunt. And Hunt's they flash a for a year, yeah. and they feel the vibe, and they yeah. feel the energy, and they come in, yeah. and they play extremely well. Yeah. And then the consistency hits. And we realize that in order to play in the NHL, you have to be able to have that consistency level that so many of us cannot achieve. And, I don't know, maybe he'll find a way. But for now, it's certainly not looking like it. All right, we got about five minutes to go in the program. Uh, we've been doing some locks of the day, courtesy of our friends at Metal Supermarkets Calgary, offering a large variety of metal types and shapes. Cut to any size and ready fast. Metal Supermarkets Calgary, the convenience store for metal, located on 50th Avenue Southeast. What did we do heading into the weekend? Well, I'll tell you this. Please uh, do. George, you went. Uh, you won. You yeah. Had your li- you had your lines uh, plus seven. Love that pick. So, yeah, you're good. Maddie, uh, you got the Kelsey anytime touchdown, but Gibbs didn't go over 22 and a half receiving. Yes, uh, Goff overthrew him on that toss mm-hmm. to the end zone from about 20 yards out, which yeah. would have locked her in. Uh, he was wide open, too. And as soon as that happened near the end of the first half, I was like, yeah, that's probably <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, I uh, hit with the Clippers, and they pounded the Raptors there on Friday night. And uh, GVP hit the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Man, Clips two. look good, boy. They are very good. You know what? Maybe. What was our record last week? I think I was one in four. You went. Uh, you were uh, one in three last week, Maddie. Uh, now one in you're four. You're now one in weekend. Four. Yeah. Huh. Georgia Not two good. and three, and GVP and I are four and one. Uh, Fade the boy unless he's picking NFL. <laughs> uh, that's goodness. true on our on our big bets. Um, I'm gonna go. You know how the, uh, Sportsnet's uh, here for hockey, and it's the home of the UFC, mm-hmm. and it's the home of the NBA. You can make my. You know what else it's home for? What? FA Cup soccer. Hell yeah. Oh, God. So today. Wrexham and Blackburn. Yeah. uh, Blackburn's been on fire. Winner gets Newcastle. Scoring goals. Uh, They're first in the FA Cup, scoring five goals a game. And playing a lot of minnows. Uh, Oh, yeah. A lot of minnows. Uh, They're taking on uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Wrexham. But I'm going to take Blackburn and Wrexham over one and a half goals in the first half. Okay. That's a bit of an underdog pick. I think there's going to be some goals O's in this match. I'm going to take over, which you can watch on Sportsnet today. Yes, you can. I'm going to take over first half, one and a half. Wouldn't miss it. What do you? Oh, lock, please, sound effect. It's a heavy door. What are you he taking, Matty? Keeps prisoners in, of course. It's heavy. Okay. Uh, I got a three-leg parlay for you for the uh, hockey Wha- game tonight. What? Yep, I do. Okay. Found a same game parlay on my betting book. Finally okay. back. Then I tried to place the bet and it wouldn't let me. So mm. I'm going to try and do that later today. Okay. But I know what I like. Brady Kachuk over two and a half shots. 
Philip Forsberg over two and a half shots and Roman Yossi to get at least a point. Okay, lock them in. Parlay those together. Get was you that last, nice was your last one there? Sorry. Yossi yeah. uh, over a half point. Yossi over. Kachuk and Forsberg over two and a half shots. All right. Okay, Patrick, where are we going? Uh, we're going to the hard court. Uh, TD Garden has been uh, quite the home for the Boston Celtics this year. They are 20-2 uh, and two on the parquet floor. That continues tonight. Uh, they're going to beat the New Orleans Pelicans covering that 8.5-point spread. Okay. GV, GV, where are we going? Uh, I'm also going to go to the hardwood as well. Lakers taking on the Rockets tonight. Uh, it sounds like LeBron is going to be playing in this game. I know that he's uh, put down as questionable, but all reports say that he's more than likely in. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to take him to uh, get a double double tonight. Mm. All right. There's our locks of the day. Brought to you by Metal Supermarkets Calgary, offering a large variety of metal types and shapes, cut to any size and ready fast. Metal Supermarkets Calgary, the convenience store for metal, located on 50th Avenue. Southeast. You mentioned it, David Pinota coming up in Mucho Big Show. Um, we're going to debut a new segment this week. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it. It's called Flames Grilling. Okay. You know how I got the idea? Mm. During the broadcast yesterday, they talked about the Whopper. And the last time the Whopper, Lions made it to Whopper, a championship Whopper, game. Whopper. And the mm-hmm. Whopper was invented in the 50s. Yes. Michael Flame Grilled. Yes. So okay. I'm like, oh, Flames Grilling. I, I can make a segment into that. Watch an episode of Road Grill with Matt Dunnigan. No, oh, no. <laughs> yes. That's what I was doing, Patrick. <laughs> On your weekend? Wait, that's a show? That was Road a show. Grilling oh, with Matt Dunnigan? Yes, we had George, tons of drops. George, Holy George. crap. We got some no drops idea. there, Matty? Uh, I, I don't have them. Oh, that's old morning the show old stuff. Morning, we had some fun with, uh, oh, okay. with Matt Dunnigan and Road Grill. <laughs> Matt Dunnigan. <laughs> Great beard now on Matt Dunnigan. Yeah, he's got a solid beard. All right. That's it for us. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. Where we get your favorite podcast. Rate and subscribe and review and stuff. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter at RosieYYC Calgary <laughs> Guy. No, no close Calgary Guy. It's fine. <laughs> at uh, Patrick Green Bay Packers number 169. Yes. On Twitter. 420 Blaze It. Mm-hmm. And uh, at GVP Biatch on Twitter. <laughs> Boom. Nailed it. (laughs) We'll talk to you tomorrow. Stay tuned for uh, Mucho Big Show. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog.